Hey everyone, it's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. At Lemonada Media, we are on a mission to make life suck less. That's why we are so excited to announce the launch of our newest show, Good Things, a podcast we specifically created to highlight people and organizations who make our world a better place. Hosted by a rotating cast of our favorite Lemonada hosts and special guests, Good Things highlights incredible organizations that are solving our country's most complex issues. From working to improve the American foster care system to fighting to increase diversity and inclusion initiatives, this show shines a light on the fixers out there who are working to make good things happen. Good Things is available now, wherever you get your podcasts. Lemonada. So there's a lot going on in the world right now. New Day from Lemonada Media wants to help make your world a little better. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, join renowned grief expert, therapist, and best-selling author Claire Bidwell-Smith. On Mondays and Wednesdays, Claire gives you one tip to improve your life, like how to wake up better or how to manage anxiety. And on Friday, she interviews amazing guests who share with you what they've learned about life. Join Claire three times a week, and it's a really simple way to clear your head and move forward. And New Day is available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kiki Monique, and this is I'm Sorry, your weekly dose of pop culture, celebrity missteps, and public apologies. And this week, I decided I want to be a reality TV star. I could see that for you, Kiki. Yeah, me too. And this is Mohana Del Sheikhi. And this week, I'm just super excited to talk about today's episode and the topic. (laughs) And you'll see why. I'm so excited. And my name is Oja Lopez. And this week, I have uh, spent a couple of sleepless nights because there are cats who are having just a profound lovemaking session about once a night, 2 to 3 a.m. And I'm happy for them. Not everybody can find love and good sex. So... Um, good job, cats. Good job, cats. Not the musical, just the cats outside of Oha's. Uh, right. Thank you, yeah. Mo, for that clarification. <laughs> yeah, just want people to know. I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want Oha to be quoted out of context and ruin her life. No, and I know you guys love cats, and like that's true. And because I'm a gay person, I also should love cats, and I do. I do enjoy cats. I love cats, but I don't have a need to own a cat or to be around a cat all the time. Um, Uh, This is such a brave thing of you to say for someone who has been to my house and been around my cats for you to be like, I actually don't need cats around me. Uh, She's been around my cats too. She's been in my house around my cats. And that's who you're inviting. That's who's coming over to your house or really in the case of Kiki inviting my own damn self. Wow. But yeah, I feel sort of like a stepmother, like, oh, those aren't my real children, you know? And like, can a stepmother love? Sure. But ah, 
that's not my real biological child, you know? Uh, not like your cats are your biological children. Yes, they are. I mean, if, I, if there's one thing Ola knows so much about, it's science. I can tell you that that's much. Right. <laughs> that's right. And that's why my dogs, aka my biological children, uh-huh. I do love plentifully, wholly, would give my life for them, would lay down you know, would lay down my life for them. But if I had a cat, I'd just be like, cool, that's my wife's child. And they're great. And I can appreciate them. But love? I don't know. Well, good thing that, uh, you know, this week we're talking about who is getting canceled in 2022, an update. And I think I might just add you to the list. Yeah, I think it's appropriate. Yeah, do it. Because I think actually, if we look at the numbers, both you and I, Mohanad, have requested apologies from OHA this year. Almost mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I will not be shamed. This I've said this over and over on this podcast. I, I can't be shamed. I won't be shamed. I can't be coerced into apologizing. We'll see about that. I thought I was a good person, but maybe I'm the villain of this podcast. I think, I think, I think the list we have, OHA, that you have a lot of people that you can't compete with. They're just extremely bad. I know, but when we, uh, yeah, when we made our list, I felt like, yeah, we had sort of like one impression of most of these people. And like, I think that's mm-hmm. why it's always important for this like mid year check in because, A, there's always some sleepers that come, you know, come out that we, you just forget about. Yeah. And then, you know, it's interesting how some people, when I look at our list, like can pivot. Like they were on the edge, they were on the precipice, and then they've somehow like, bounce back and they're just like so far away from from being canceled it's, yeah. it's really interesting and, and just to clarify if you haven't uh listened to the earlier episode we have an episode earlier this year where we talked about who we think is going to be canceled in 2022 and we made a list we each picked maybe like three or four people and now we're just doing an update to see if any of these people actually got canceled or maybe even like close to being canceled and maybe, you know, we're just going to add a few more names because we still have, what, six months to go? So we'll add it's more true. names. true. Yeah. Um, just to start off. So I do want to start off because I did say somebody that was, I wouldn't say necessarily controversial, but you guys had different opinions. And I think that time has kind of proven our points a little bit. So the person that I chose first was Wendy Williams. This is kind of at the height of her saying a bunch of sort of like sexist and kind of homophobic things. And I just kind of had it out for Wendy. I didn't quite understand the charm that you two thought she possessed. To me, I guess I was just kind of looking at somebody who, um, I know this is going to sound kind of mean, but like, I kind of like, like a crazy person. And then later on, bam, pretty profound mental health issues. And now kind of going through, I guess what we could call a kind of a conservative ish, a conservative, uh, what do you call it? A conservatorship, a guardianship. Yeah. Um, so I know she just got placed under a court ordered financial guardianship, which is a little bit different than what Brittany went through, but she essentially, um, you know, lawyers and people under Williams, um, I guess guardianship are saying that that she's incapacitated because she was a victim of undue influence and financial exploitation before they filed the petition for guardianship. So essentially it's like people in her camp are like Wendy cannot take care of herself. She can't do it. She's being financially exploited, so we need to take her money away from her to save it. 
which honestly, somebody needs to do that to me. I, I don't do well with money, and I would like for somebody who's very experienced to come and take over. Hey, I'm more than happy to do it, though. <laughs> Thank just, you. Just Mo. let me know when I can have all of your money. I don't know if that's how it works, but yeah. I mean, I'm sad about the Wendy Williams things for multiple reasons. One, her final episode aired on Friday, June seventeenth. Uh-huh. Yeah. They announced that, and um, it and it was just a video tribute to her. You know, like she oh. hasn't been on since you know for all of like 2021 2022 you know they've had some guest hosts and then i guess in the final week they just really didn't have and i to me that's like her legacy is that show and so for them to just sort of like i don't know that really breaks my heart and then yeah on, on top of it now the bank's saying that like she can't control her own money like i like, I don't know, I know I can't do anything, but I want to personally step in. Like, this isn't, like... Yeah. Th- this isn't cool. I get that. Yeah. I get that. And she's talking, uh, the, they quoted her as saying, like, my health is very well, I'm very comfortable. Um, it, it says that, it, essentially, she was like, just give me, like, three or four months and I'll be back. And then in those three months or four months, it just has not been the case. Um, I feel bad that I chose Wendy to be canceled, I I think maybe there's a part of me that like when you don't know that people are suffering or when they're going through something and you just kind of judge them for it. And I definitely did that with Wendy Williams and I'm struggling to kind of like look back and be like, oh, this was somebody who was again suffering. We'll just have to update the list and I guess remove Wendy Williams for, for you know, those reasons. Yes, it definitely feels like a a bittersweet moment. I will, I guess in some ways, miss what I thought was the most... You know what Wendy Williams seems like to me? It's like she never really knew who she was ever talking about. And she was only (laughs) on the show. (laughs) Like, she never... Like, she would say... Like, you know, the whole, like, what she call um, Dua Lipa, Dula Peep. Like, she just kind of didn't really know who she was talking about, I feel, on the show. Maybe some of them she did. But it was sort of like she was being handed copy. And, um, and you know, maybe I just didn't appreciate that about her. I think that, like, look, I think that I would love to see Wendy come back. I would love to see Wendy get a new show. And I would love to see Wendy, you know, get just a new shot at all of this. And in that case, she's completely allowed to get added back to the cancellation list. <laughs> Got because it. she has That's a whole new chance to, like... <laughs> put her foot in her mouth and say something dumb. And like, I think she would actually appreciate that because look, when you talk as much shit as Wendy Williams did, then you can take it too. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But like now she's in a position where it feels very one-sided. And so, yeah, like she gets to stay, like she gets to get, she gets off. Okay. That's official. Good thing we have more people on the list, which is great. (laughs) Which is fantastic. Well, Kiki, who did you have that is, that you want to give us an update on? Well, you know, I guess the first person that, or I guess I would say people on my mind is Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, just because we just had the Queen's Jubilee. And, you know, Harry and Meghan flew out to London to attend. And that was sort of a big deal because, you know, they have not been associated with the royal family. I mean, they've been living in L.A. or, you know, the fancy part of L.A. um, for a while And, you know, they got there. I know that they have like a Netflix deal. They have a Spotify deal. So when they got there, you know, the queen did get to meet their newest granddaughter, her newest great granddaughter, 
or I guess it's, yeah, great-granddaughter, but she did not allow them to take photos. So she definitely, like, put the kibosh on that. His own brother apparently did not meet with him one-on-one, so he didn't get to hang out with, like, William or Kate or their kids one-on-one. And what I understand is they're on their, um, they're sort of like, this is their final chance. If If they've come back to L.A., and if anything leaks from the Jubilee, they're going to be permanently, like, banished from the royalties, is my understanding, <laughs> from the gossip. So they're funny. on their last fucking leg. With the yeah, so, they're on the last leg. That is so leg. funny to me. I also just want to put it on the record. I do not like Prince William. I don't like that man. He you just gives like me bad him. vibes. That's fair. What? Where do you get this from? I don't know. I, 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 I hate him. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> Just Just, a deep-seated, nonsensical, just there because it's their hatred. I love those, honestly. I also like, here's my thing, okay? Like, your brother and his wife have been through all of this, and you have not stood up for your younger brother or tried to help, Mm. and instead just been like... Like, here's my thing. As an older brother, I hate that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I would, like, do anything for my younger siblings, and this man is just abandoning him, just like, just like... Basically, it was like, if you don't get your act together, you're not part of the family anymore. And I was like, that's not how it goes. I agree. Like, I've always been team Harry and team Meghan. Well, I wasn't always team Meghan because I've always had a crush on on Harry. So I really was like, when he started dating her, I was like, damn, I could have been the black chick he dated. I mean, <laughs> in my head, right? So like, I wasn't right. always team Meghan, but whatever. It can't be me, whatever. She was usurping your rightful position, essentially. Yeah. So I'm like, I've always been team, you know, Meghan and Harry, but... I just don't want to get played by Megan, you know, like I don't I hate when I've been I ride hard for a team and then they like disappoint me. And I'm like, just 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 don't just do not get carried away. Just do your little Netflix series. Do your Spotify series. Don't just don't don't make me mad. (laughs) But you know, I don't know. And I don't know what that looks like. Again, I don't know what what is going to make me bad, but I just want to be able to remain on their team. No, I I, I get that. and. You know, I'm I'm just so excited to move to to my pick since we're talking about the royal family. Do it. What is it? Queen Elizabeth. She was, <laughs> Do it. I knew she it. Was, oh my god, she was on my you've list. You've been gagged and bound about this for too long. You've yes. been you've been held back for too long. Uh I just think it's so funny that she is still with us. Yeah. And also, I think a very funny bit is if Prince Charles goes before her and does not get to be king. <laughs> that is terrible, but like also He is very 73 funny. years old. He's not yeah. young. No, yeah. he's not young. Which, by the way, I just want to let you guys know that what the world is doing out there is... Uh, so I was looking up uh, Meghan Markle on Twitter just to see like people were tweeting about her or whatever. And the first three like dropdowns, I just go, I just typed in hashtag Meghan Markle. And the first ones are Meghan Markle is a liar. Meghan Markle is a narcissist. And Meghan Markle should be ashamed of herself. Oh. So those are the top three like Twitter searches. And I just am like, oh God, like she's getting it from everywhere. The royal family is on your last leg. The uh, I can't even imagine what it must be like to be at the center of that level of shitstorm. Whenever I see a Twitter account with the uh, UK flag in it, I'm like, you have horrible opinions. Because like you, <laughs> you, you say anything about the queen or the royal family and they're just like, just like, I'll fuck you up in it. And I'm just like, bro... <laughs> 
I'll fuck you up, bruv. Don't talk about the queen, bruv. I'm like, bro, just leave me alone. Like, just leave me alone. Shut the fuck up. And I don't know. I I went and I and I googled like who are like some political figures that are like still alive and maybe older than Queen Elizabeth. And that kind of like you know, I was like maybe I should get off her a bit and just like move on to like other people because there are other people who are older than her who are still with us and have done really horrible stuff uh like henry kissinger like why is that man still around he's 99 Uh, years old i truly i think that the people who have hate in their heart use it as fuel and stay alive longer than everyone else i think so i don't like that about it but i think it's true Um, hatred goes inside of each one of their bones and pores <laughs> and strengthens them with the fire of negativity and death. And I think it keeps them alive for longer. And maybe we should take that by example. You know, all those like stories that come out where it's like Japanese people live to be 120 because they eat rice and walk to rivers each day. I'm like, no, just commit genocide and do something like that, like Henry Kissinger, and you'll live to be 99. How's that sound? Oh my God. there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. After season one aired, I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. And of course, my 90-year-old mom, Judy. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me Season 2 is out now from Lemonada Media. Do you ever get hit with a cringy memory of your 13-year-old self out of nowhere and suddenly you're panic sweating and laughing at the same time? Don't, don't worry, don't worry. We all get that. It's because being an adolescent is one of the most visceral shared experiences we have as people. And we want to talk about it. Join me, Penn Badgley, and my two friends, Nava and Sophie, on Podcrushed as we interview celebrity guests about the joys and horrors of being a teenager and how those moments made them who they are today. New episodes of Podcrush are out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Who else did we have on the list? Um, I had uh, Zillow, which, you know, still hate. I'm still of the view that Zillow is the worst. So my friend just actually got her realtor's license and she, I was like, why is Zillow so bad? And she, um, she had a lot of things, but her main thing was that when you're looking to buy a house, you'll check like an online platform and that the values of the house are like completely incorrect all the time. And I can't imagine going to try to buy a place and (laughs) using are famed Zillow and for it to just be like all fucked up. I don't know, you guys, like, I don't have any intention of buying a house, but it seems like the most complicated thing that's ever happened. Like, what is escrow? What is closing costs? What is an inspection? I seem to know these words because of the people around me, but it seems like fucking hell. And to have Zillow make it worse. No, thank you. So they're still on my shit list. Yeah. I don't like them. I mean, look, yeah, it, buying a house sounds just like a total like nightmare, and I know it's like yeah. the you know the uh, the dream, the American dream. 
Um, but I actually heard some advice recently that like, if you're just buying a house, like to just, you know, live in your house because you don't want to pay rent anymore, it actually becomes a liability toward for you because, you know, like now you have to like take care of this thing, make sure it's like being kept up. Whereas like if you buy property to rent it out, then it becomes an asset. But most people who are just buying houses, it doesn't turn into an asset like for a while, which is like one thing. But you know what? You know why Zillow, while I agree they do some shady things and should be canceled, here's why they will never be canceled is because we as a people are way too nosy. And every time we go to someone's house, we want to know how much they paid for it. And so we will always Zillow search their address to see how much they paid. (laughs) That is why it will never die because we're nosy as fuck. Yeah. And you know what? Let's, let's, um, Let's do a shout out to the landlords out there. Thank you for navigating just so just so wonderfully these last three years. Thank you for being, I guess, the brother we always wanted, the sister we never had, the mother. Thank you, landlords. I think we've been missing that maybe no, from this I'm not conversation. Sign off on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, how, what are you even, oh, how, what are you even saying right now? <laughs> I just think landlords are sort of like angels, you know, and they've come to help us and they and I they, think the COVID has gotten to your brain. Oh, this I think is, it's, this you've is. got brain fog still. You <laughs> No, I believe that landlords are actually just angels and gods that have come down from heaven to help us all. And if you hate your landlord, you're bad. Oha, is landlord with us in the room right now? <laughs> is, ran- yeah, exactly. is landlord holding a gun to your head right Blink now? Blink twice if you need help. No. No, landlord landlord is my savior, landlord is my god, landlord is my number one, and I will never forsake landlord. I am sorry, even the term landlord, I'm just like... (laughs) Right, landlord, lord, lord of the land. Yeah, (laughs) you just own an apartment, you're not, you're not lording anything, like... Um, I just feel like people should be ashamed for all the shit that they've been talking about landlords in the last three years. Just check yourself before you wreck yourself, you know? Mm Mm-mm. No, nope. I'm not ashamed to admit that I love my landlord. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Brian Bill. Nice Californian couple with a new baby. You know, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna move on before I have to add you to this list, Oha. Uh, <laughs> because my God, um, I mean, one of the people that I had that got, I think, I say, pulled back from the brink a little bit is Joja Siwa. So, like, yeah, yeah, you know, when we made this list, you know, she. When she came out, she was dating Kylie Prue, who, um, you know, they dated for a while. And then I think JoJo went on Dancing with the Stars and they broke up while she was on that. And then she started dating another girl. What is her name? But Katie Mills, I believe, is her name. And when people found out she was dating Katie, they started digging into her past And Katie had a lot of, like, pro-Donald Trump tweets. And so people were, like, really coming for JoJo and just, like, being with her. But then I guess just recently JoJo just announced that she's now back with Kylie Prue. So they're dating again. Oh, damn. This is lesbian 101. This is (laughs) – I – this feels like familiar territory. First of all, dating as a gay person in Texas – you are going to find like gay conservatives and gay pro-Trumpers. And it is truly the most bizarre 
like combination of people in the world, especially when you find like gay people of color that are pro-Trump or conservative in Texas, but it exists all over the place. And you guys, they're really hot and they're walking around and they're still hot people. So I get Jojo Siwa. She's dating this, she's dating this girl and she got vexed, you know, but it is really interesting that she went back, um, to her ex-girlfriend. Well, the original, which I think was like the good one, you know, I think that like mm. her getting out of the relationship with Katie probably, you know, brought her back from the brink. Cause that like, I think when she was dating her was when I was like, kind of like, yeah, this is going to be, the, the, this is going to be your downfall because it doesn't seem like she's a good girl. But now it, it seems she's back with, with the original uh, girl um, you know, and I think I don't know if this happened while she was dating the um, Trump girl, but there, you know, she had come out and um, said that Nickelodeon hadn't invited her to the Kids Choice Award. Oh, Jojo yeah. did. And so that was a big controversy. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people were like, you know, is it because, you know, she came out and and and, and Nickelodeon was like, no, it was just an oversight and, and all that stuff. So I don't really know what the real story was. You know, mm-hmm. I think she probably would have been invited. I mean, it's Jojo, but yeah. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe they didn't want, maybe what the association, again, with the Trump girl just made, I don't know, who knows? But I think she's been pulled back from the brink. So I think JoJo, JoJo could probably come off now, unless she decides to, by the time of this recording, by the time of this is released, she's back with the Trump girl. Who knows? We know how it Who rolls. knows? <laughs> um, who knows? Uh, she also did that commercial where, uh, was it? <laughs> I can't remember what the commercial was, but she's got like a short hairdo and she does all these different hairdos. And so now she's fully back in the graces of the gay community because of that commercial. So just as a further context there for Jojo Siwa. You know who um, was interesting though? Raven Simone, I forgot. She was on our list too. And I had other reasons that I thought she was going to get canceled. She had this weird sort of moment, though, during the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, because, you know, people start digging up all sorts of videos. And this video came up of Raven. She was at like a Tesla charging station and Amber Heard was in the Tesla charges station, too. And they were sitting next to her and they were like, and I think Amber was with. I think she might have been with her girlfriend at the time. And so it was like, you know, two sets of lesbians sitting next to each other at a Tesla charging station. And so Raven goes live where she's, you know, makes a video and um, it's just like, oh my gosh. And then she sort of starts making fun of Amber. I mean, yeah, this is an old video, but she's like making fun of Amber. And I think she says something about like the, the missing fingertip and there, there's a joke there. Oh, and then God. she gets out of the car and then it's like, wants to take a picture, takes a picture with Amber. And then Amber somehow locks her keys in the car when the picture's getting taken. So like Raven and her wife like drive off sort of laughing about it while Amber's stuck there. And look, like the reason she didn't get canceled is because there's so much online hatred towards Amber that everyone thought it was a funny thing. But I just kept being like, Raven's a mean girl because if she had done this to anyone else, we'd be like, you're a mean girl, right? Yeah. And I, so to me, that definitely would have warned, like she would have been canceled under any other circumstances, but because it was Amber Heard, it was like, she got actually like a save. Damn. So in our hearts, are we calling Raven Simone canceled and just waiting for the next time she does something like it? I'm going to call her a mean girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to call her a mean girl. I'm going to leave her on the list. Mm-hmm. Because I think she's still gonna fuck up. 
<laughs> we'll just we're watching Raven. We're, we're watching, watching you. We're keeping an Us eye. Three, we're, we're keeping an eye on you, baby. Um, who are some new people that popped up that we didn't even know? Um, oh right, we had um, uh, no, we had Sam Asgari, and he just got married. He's also kind of flying under there. We haven't had like a great batch of people that we thought were going to get canceled that have gotten canceled. Well, yeah, I mean, we didn't even have Amber Heard on the list. And I would say right. if, there, if there was any person that would absolutely be, you know, on the list this year, Amber, right? Like, yeah. Would you consider, I mean, I would consider, yeah, the ultimate cancellation for Amber Heard right now. But she does still have a ton of people who kind of are sort of in the feminist um sort of like side of things who very much believe her story a hundred percent and think Johnny Depp is, you know, is just the worst. So it seems like there's still like, this is almost a question of sides and not like a unilateral cancellation yeah. for Amber, you know? But that's the thing about cancellations is like, when we talk about, um, well, look, when we were talking about Brett Kavanaugh and, and Dr. Was it Christine? Uh, sorry, I can't think of her name, but yeah, when Ford. she made the allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, I felt like she's the one that got canceled, even though I absolutely believed her, right? Like, I think that you can still be canceled and it doesn't have anything to do with whether you are did something wrong or a liar. I think you can also be canceled just because of nature of power, power, right? Like, like it's it's almost like the the nature of cancellation is shifting in some way, because to some extent, it's it's always been sort of like the left or like progressive people canceling people on the right or people who are conservative or bigots or whatever for saying something inappropriate that was usually very much like anti-gay, a racist, etc. And now it's really expanded just in the past, I feel, year or two to be a lot more confrontational and, again, a lot more politicized, which this Amber Heard and, and Johnny Depp trial really, I feel, got to the crux of that with with all the money going into it from these sort of like right wing groups. And I just, it's, it's definitely getting more complicated, I feel. And I, I don't know if people just aren't necessarily like, I feel like where the conversation is sort of lagged around cancel culture. Like it feels like it's changing. Am I, uh, do you guys feel like that's kind of accurate? It is. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like one thing that happened is like cancel culture, like literally just like kind of like, not just lost all of its meaning. It just it doesn't mean what it was supposed to mean at first. Mm -hmm. And I think there was like this huge backlash like against it, basically. And now it feels like everything that happens now is a reaction to having cancer culture being like a major thing. Like people people made it sound like it was just such this I don't know, like for how long has this like cancel culture thing debate has been going on for now? Like maybe like a few years? Yeah, I know that it kind of because I uh, read an article about it, but it started very much on like that university kind of environment with like comedians going to universities and saying like, you know, not being able to say certain things or getting canceled on university campuses and not being invited to perform. So I would say maybe like four years or something like that. I don't know. I'm so tired of hearing about cancel culture to the point where <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, it's, like at this point, it's just like, okay, cool. Sure. Yeah. It, it, it just shifted from this thing that was just like, like internet thing that people were just making fun of. Just like you're being, can you're canceled, blah, blah, blah. It's just like a term that people used to something that has been covered on the news 
and, and being talked about in politics. Like this, the second that alt-right takes something, the politicians start talking about it. Even the president like mentions it. It's just like, okay, let's, let's stop doing this. Yeah, let's let's stop it. In a way, it feels like this weird also just like rite of passage. Like once you reach a certain level, you almost are just like, okay, let me get through my cancellation moment and like have it and like weather it, right? Like I, yeah. it's just this weird thing that like every single person is going to go through their like, oh shit moment and like i just imagined like getting your period for the first time and being like i got canceled for the first time (laughs) and now i get my monthly cancellation and my tummy hurts a little bit but i take some motrin and now i feel much better like it literally it just does not mean it's it's changed like the my one of my favorite shows right now is hacks on hbo are you guys watching And so, like, the whole premise is, like, she's working for Jean Smart in Vegas because she did something. I can't even remember. It was the first season that got her canceled as a writer. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, like, she's having to do this. But then now we're sort of second season coming full circle. And, like, she's sort of, like, able to get back in the scene again. Right? And, like, that's... You just sort of like, yeah, we've talked about it, the timeout. And, like, but I do think that, like, the timeout is just different for... You would think that the lower level people wouldn't have the hardest times out, but they seem to get the hardest time out. Whereas like mm-hmm. the major people get like a little mini time out doesn't hurt them. And they can, and they can weather it because they, they have a savings account. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. That's the, that is the antidote to cancellation is a savings account. <laughs> Hi, I'm June Diane Raphael. And I'm Jessica St. Clair. And each week we are sitting down to talk all about life's twists, turns, and absurdities on The Deep Dive. From exploring the depths of TikTok, which is our only news source, to navigating the complexities of grief and loss, we are just two best friends behind a mic processing life together. This podcast is all about finding the silver linings in the madness. So get ready for unfiltered conversations about motherhood, careers, pop culture, and everything in between. Here at The Deep Dive, we're all about community. We believe in the power of sharing experiences and the strength that comes from supporting one another. And we would love to have you with us. So be sure to join us every Wednesday on The Deep Dive from Lemonada Media, wherever you get your podcasts. People love to pretend that there are simple formulas for living your best life now. Eat this and you won't get sick. Manifest it and everything will work out. But there are some things you can choose and some things you can't. And it's okay that life isn't always getting better. I'm Kate Bowler, and on Everything Happens, I speak with kind, smart, funny people about life as it really is. Beautiful, terrible, and everything in between. Let's be human together. Everything Happens is available wherever you get your podcasts. Now I think we're just going to move on to uh, a listener apology, which is I'm very excited Ooh. about. Yeah, uh, we have someone. Uh, this this apology comes from a listener in Australia. Oh my God, that's very far away. Yeah, so let's let's take a listen. So this is an apology I desperately need from my mum. 
I have two younger brothers. One's two years younger than me. I'll call him Stephen. And one that's eight years younger than me. I'll call him Philip. So one night when I'm about 19 or 20, Stephen and I get home around 10 p.m. And this is in the days before iPhones. So we just had the family computer that was like our only internet access. So we go to check our Facebook like we do whenever we get home. And there's this note from our mum taped to the computer monitor that says something to the effect of, I've found pornography downloaded on this computer, I've password protected it, and you will not be getting the password until whichever one of you did it owns up and earns back my trust. So we bust into her bedroom and uh, and we're pleading like, we didn't do it, you're not being fair, I swear I didn't do it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, because we got to be on the internet. And finally, I'm like, how do you know it wasn't Philip? Because, you know, he's like 12 at this point. And she got very mad, like, how dare you accuse sweet baby Philip? Like, how dare you try to shift the blame to him? You know, because he's the baby, special treatment. Anyway, um, I don't remember how the situation got resolved at the time. I know I was banned from using the computer for a while. But years later, I mentioned this incident to Stephen and he goes, oh, yeah, it was totally Philip. Mum found out it was him and came to me like, well, I guess he's curious about sex because he's that age and, you know, because dad and I broke up, dad's not around to answer his questions, so please just be there for him if he has questions about sex. So Stephen had known this for years. She'd found out it wasn't Stephen or I, went to Stephen, acknowledged she was wrong to him, never apologised to me for accusing me of downloading and sloppily hiding porn on the family computer and banning me for using it for literally no reason. And she doesn't know that I know that she knows it wasn't me. So if she doesn't apologise soon, I guess I'm just going to have to, like, save it and whisper it to her on her deathbed. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, that's the apology I want and deserve, Mum. That is so funny. That is amazing. Like... What a what a twist to say that you want to save it and whisper it to her on her deathbed. I love that. <laughs> That's how all children feel about like small betrayals that our parents have portrayed against us. We're just like, I can't wait to get you with this one day. I'm always like like amazed or just like ah, when there's moms who are like favor their sons over their daughters. Because um, I remember I used to work with this woman who, you know, she had already had a son. And when she found out she was pregnant and she was having another son, she was, and she was like, oh, my God, thank God. I'm so glad I'm not having a girl. And I remember being so offended because I'm like, A, you're a girl. B, I'm a girl. Why are you so? And, and so it's just funny that she was willing to, like, you know, forgive her sons or to let her sons in on it. But, like, let her daughter just, like, wallow and... <laughs> Yeah, it's very, it's that whole like mother is in love with her son and vice versa. No, we can't be doing that anymore. We got to be egalitarian here. And also, I I can't imagine, I'm trying to think of myself like at 12 years old, trying to find porn. And I can't even imagine what I would have typed in. It would have been so benign. Oh, and yeah. The, the horrors that you would have found in there. I can't even imagine. Yeah, 12 years old trying to find porn is... is I try. Like, I remember when we got our very, very first computer. I mean, like, and I don't even... I don't even know, like, you didn't even know what how to use browsers. And it was just Facebook like... Facebook didn't exist. And then. it was like a... Ser- it was just a search link. And I remember I just typed sex. Like, just like... <laughs> and, but it wasn't an actual, like, browser. It was just like a search thing. And it wouldn't go away. So, like, the next person that, like, came to the computer just saw sex. Just, like, sitting <laughs> 
I just think what's so funny about it is just like her mom just saying, well, you know, he's like uh, 12 and uh, and his dad is now around. So he that's why he downloaded porn. I'm just like, <laughs> are you even listening to yourself right now? Like, what a, what a weird excuse to make. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why this teen downloaded pornography because you got divorced and he's just curious. No, that's just what a lot of teens do. Yeah. That's the level of like mental gymnastics that moms do for their favorite child too. No. Also, who the fuck at twelve goes up to their dad and is like, "Dad, how do I jerk off?" Like, <laughs> what, what? Like, there is no twelve-year-old going up to their father because their parents are not divorced, asking him specifically where to find porn online. Like, that doesn't. That's not how it works. Um, I mean, I do think the real crux of the issue is the mother providing some kind of satisfaction to her brother in terms of like admitting that she was wrong and admitting that she knew who made the actual mistake. And for that, I do feel like our friend needs an apology from their mom. Um, you gotta, you gotta acknowledge when you fucked up at least. And if you're going to acknowledge it, you can't just acknowledge it to one party and not everybody involved. I mean, look, I think she has a good plan. Deathbed whispering, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's man, I just I just fucking love this apology. And here's the thing. If you think you deserve an apology or you want someone to apologize to you, send us a uh either a you know, send us an email, a DM, we can read it here. Or if you record it in your voice, even perfect. We'll play it. And we'll talk about it. And hopefully the person will listen and give you your apology. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Well, now it's time to move on to our own apologies. And we either going to apologize to someone or ask for an apology in my favorite segment, Sorry Not Sorry. And like every week, I'm going to start with Oha. I would like to apologize just coming off of this porn situation here. Um, I would like to apologize to... Bowen Yang, Frank Ocean, Lil Nas X, and Jared Carmichael, because I definitely had a really, like, I had a very fun dream uh, with all of them involved in it, and I hope that they Ooh. forgive me for it. Um, and that's it. That's all I'm going to say about that, mainly because I only remember bits and pieces of it. So, and I couldn't possibly explain it to you without... Um, seeming like an insane person, but but it was a sex. It was a sexy dream, right? It was a sexy dream. We were on stage at the halftime show because I just watched the J Lo documentary, and so that was swirling in my brain. Mm. And it was half performance, half um sex. So you know, just think about that. I love sexy dreams, but yeah. there's nothing worse than waking up and it's not real. Same as like not real. when you're eating a really good meal and that just didn't really happen. That's the worst. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry, Kiki. I know you feel my pain. Well, speaking of sexy and thirsty, no. My, you know who I wow. want to apologize? You know, I told you before that I've decided that I just screw it i just want to be a reality tv star because i feel like yes. that's just the only way to make it in america these days so why not right you know um so i want an apology though from like all of these um thirsty sort of online accounts who are trying to insert themselves into my favorite reality shows there's been mm. this like phenomena that's happening mostly in like real housewives universe of people who will go viral with a you know a story or a video or something they post and basically insinuate that you know one of the reality stars is doing something bad 
And they're trying to become a storyline in the new season. And it was working, I think, on a lot of people. A lot of people were buying into this. And, you know, their their favorite reality stars, they were saying like, oh, gross, this person said this. But now I don't believe any of these stories that are coming out. I think that these people are just trying to uh, be in the show. And I just want them to stop because you're not a reality star. You're just, you're just not. And I need my reality stars to just make their own storylines. <laughs> That's so funny. No, I, I, I totally agree. You're a purist you. and I, and yeah. I, and I get that. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Well, I, uh, mine is, is I'm asking an apology from a, a stranger that I met in Detroit. Mm. So, you know, I was staying at a hotel in Detroit and, uh, I remember I got, I get into, again to the elevator well, before I got into the elevator, there was this man with his with with his wife, I assume, and he was kind of drunk, and he was just talking about like how bad the dinner was that they had next door, and I'm just like, cool, man, I'm not trying really to to listen to what you're saying. Hmm. But then he did this thing where he uh, was basically telling me uh, like that masks don't work. <laughs> Okay, here we go. And it's just yelling at me, just like masks do not work. They're bad. Why are you wearing a mask? And I'm just like, bro. And then he was just like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna cough at on you as a bit. What? What? Yeah. Oh my god. When you are in your thirties, you don't know how you're supposed to deal with an adult man trying to bully you. Yeah. Because it's just like, bro, what am I supposed to do now? Like, what am I? What? what am I? What am I taking this? Uh, and I literally just had to ignore this man until I got to my uh, to my floor. And if you're listening, I do not like you. Change your ways and grow up, please. Oh my god, that yeah. is so gross. I just don't understand the people who care if you're wearing a mask. It does. Like, why? Why do you care? Exactly. Maybe I just want to cover my face. Maybe you like. I don't know. Try it. It's just. Especially when it was like during the winter, I'm just like, man, I just don't want to uh, expose my face. Also, like I use the New York subway, you know, like even without COVID, I think it's good to just have it, have a yeah. mask. Just notice how none of us got any sort of cold. Notice how we just like escaped yeah. all sorts of colds. I mean, I think the only way we're going to get these people to respect our mask wearing is if we put it in the Second Amendment. Woo, yeah. Let me, I have the right to wear my mask and you can't take it away from me. Oh, well, man. anyway, that's 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 the vibe I'm getting from that man. I need him to stop. He uh, de- you deserve an apology from him. And I also want to tell you, good luck. <laughs> Trying to get it. It ain't never going to happen. It's, pu- it's become a part of his identity now, Mo. So. Yeah, well... Anyway, everyone, this was great. You're and over it. I, <laughs> Ready I, to go. Gotta get I am excited to, to see everyone next week. I'm Sorry is a Lemonada Media original. The show is produced by Alex McCohen. Supervising producer is Chrissy Pease. Our executive producers are Stephanie Whittles-Wax and Jessica Cordova-Kramer. Our mix is by Kat Yor, and theme music was composed by Xander Singh. If you like this show, please rate and review. And please don't cancel us. You can find out more about our show at Lemonada Media on all social platforms or follow us on Instagram at I'm sorry underscore podcast. We'll be back next week. And until then, be nice, play fair, and always say I'm sorry. Thanks for listening.
Join us on Archetypes, a dynamic podcast hosted by Megan, the Duchess of Sussex, as she digs into the labels that try to hold women back. In each intimate and candid conversation, Megan is joined by guests like Serena Williams, Mariah Carey, Paris Hilton, Issa Rae, and Trevor Noah as they delve into the roots of countless common descriptors of women, like diva, crazy, dumb blonde, and the B word, and redefine and reclaim each identity along the way. The complete season of Archetypes is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey friends, it's Megan Trainer And her big bro, Ryan Trainer. And her husband, Daryl Sabara. Each week on our podcast, Working On It, we share behind-the-scenes stories and bring you into our hilarious and heartfelt conversations, and sometimes with amazing guests. We tackle everything from navigating Hollywood to mental health to Megan becoming a mother, Daryl becoming a father, and so much more. We'll get into the nitty-gritty of our lives and leave no detail behind. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. Listen to new episodes out every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts.